This program is brought to you by Rosie the Riveter Trust, the official nonprofit sponsor of Rosie the Riveter World War II Homefront National Historic Park, located in Richmond, California. Rosie the Riveter Trust supports the National Park's public education programs and the historic preservation of the World War II Homefront, including stories from real Rosies who inspire that we can do it spirit that initiated the still ongoing transformation of the American workplace to one of inclusion, diversity, and equity. Support the Trust's mission of equality and empowerment and purchase official Rosie gear by visiting rosytheriveter.org forward slash shop. Enter the promo code THICKSKIN at checkout to receive a 10% discount. You're listening to Thick Skin, and I'm your host, Alicia Crawford. This is a podcast about women, transgender, and non-gender conforming people working in the skilled trades. You'll notice this podcast is slightly different from the ones we've done in the past. This is the first part of a four-part series documenting our guests' journey in quitting their job and their career during the middle of a pandemic and pursuing training and ultimately a full-time job as an automotive and diesel mechanic. What you'll hear are Aaron's live audio journals recorded on site throughout their experience in the training program. And mingled in, you'll hear Aaron and I chat about this massive leap they took into the unknown. I had to tell my instructor my name, and I've decided to go by Michael during this class. It's a name that I've always really liked, but never really felt confident using as my main, uh, as my preferred name, as the name that I asked people to call me by. I said it to him. You saw him kind of struggle with it, trying to put it together and like match the name that he heard with the person he saw in front of him. But he did it. He like he got there. I think he even shortened it to Mike, uh, which is fine. <laughs> Hi, Erin. Hello. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited you came by. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, so we've got a podcast all about you. (laughs) (laughs) So in full disclosure for our listeners, Erin and I worked together in the past, previous lives, literally, (laughs) it feels like previous lives years ago. So that's where we met. So we're both in new chapters, and I'm really excited for you to talk about where mm. you are now, what you're up to, and tell us why you're here. Yeah, yeah, a lot has, has certainly certainly changed. Does it make sense to start with where I was? <laughs> sure, let's, let's go there. <laughs> go back, go back. <laughs> Way back. <laughs> yeah, I've spent most of my adult life working in like nonprofits, mm. um, very like social work fields and Loved it, loved the work that I did and the people that I met and the experiences and the things that I've learned and the things that I was able to do. And I think that's a big piece of what drew me there is, you know, I didn't want to work for a major corporation. I wanted to do something that, that felt meaningful. And I feel like in a lot of ways I, I did that. Um, and then I think leading up to 2020, I felt myself starting to hit burnout mm. um, and really thinking that where I was was not right for me anymore. And then I feel like, you know, 2020 came and COVID happened. And I feel like a lot of people kind of had this moment of reckoning of what I'm doing, I can't keep doing. There's something in my life that's not sustainable. And, 
you know, that looked different for a lot of people. And for me, that was just what I was doing for work each day, what I was waking up to go and do. And I was miserable. Mm -hmm. um, and it got to the point where I was investing so much in like mental and emotional energy in the work that I was doing that I didn't have anything left for myself. And it was negatively impacting me. It was impacting my professional life and my personal life. And it got to the point where I felt like I'm failing myself and everybody around me. Oh, and it, yeah. it was a terrible feeling. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. So as I was thinking about, you know, what do I need to change? Where am I going to go from here? It was a really scary time to be going through that because it was a pandemic. <laughs> and like yeah. people around yeah. me were losing their jobs, you know, half of my housemates, you know, lost their jobs. And I was like, this seems like a really terrible time to do a career change. And so I held off on it for, for quite a long time. For most of, of 2020, I just stayed put and just kept trying to trudge on through it because that's what it seemed like everybody was doing. And then I was started thinking about it more and doing a lot of, you know, self-work and reflecting. I was like, well... <laughs> What better time to do a career change? Throw it like, all up in the air. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, do that. Throw it up, see where it lands. Um, and so I, you know, still wanted to do something that felt like I could help people, but also something that wasn't so emotionally intensive each day, and something that I found interesting. And so I knew pretty early on as I was considering this that I wanted to learn a skilled trade. And it just so happened that at the same time, my car needed a lot of repairs. <laughs> and it was kind of as I was going through that process of like, you know, especially when the wildfires happened as well. And we started thinking about, okay, like if I need to go someplace, if I need to leave my home, I've got to have a way to leave. And right now my car's not running. And it was this sense of like terror and dread. Wow. Of what am I going to do? You know, I don't have a mechanic. I don't know who I can trust. I don't know where to start. And even if I did, I couldn't afford to do it anyway. So I did a lot of research and started trying to figure out, you know, how, what can I take on? What can I figure out on my own? And it was like the more I started looking into that, the just like the more obsessed and intrigued I became to the point where I'd, I'd be up at, you know, one o'clock in the morning watching videos on how transmissions work and just being fascinated about <laughs> how like someone thought of this and someone puts it all together and tears yeah. it apart. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I could do that. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll mm -hmm. go. Um, and it, you know, felt like, you know, as, as good a thing as I need to, to dip my toes into. And so six months ago, I didn't know how to change my oil. And now I'm you know, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things. Yeah. That's not everyone watches transmission videos yeah. at one in the morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you did. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll now queue up the audio journals and we'll take a listen. Awesome. Today is Monday, February 1st. 2021. It is the first day of my uh, automotive pre-apprenticeship through uh, GVS and uh, College of Alameda. I'm feeling that same like mixture of nervous and excitement I think when I was like starting my online classes and, but I'm like really excited to like be outside and like traveling to and from classes. And like right now I'm sitting here 
I'm, you know, 25, 30 minutes early and I'm eating like microwave lasagna um, in my car and watching birds to kind of like calm myself and like soothe myself before I step into this building. Um, I'll be honest, like a lot of my nervousness comes down to are they going to accept me? And not so much my teachers or my instructors, because that could go either way. It's more like the people who are going to be around me, the people who I generally assume are going to be men um, and probably cisgender straight men. And what is that going to be like? I noticed, you know, when I was getting dressed to come here, I threw on a hoodie, my favorite hoodie. It's super comfortable. It's one of the ones I feel most confident in. But then I looked in the mirror and I realized that it's my hoodie that says too cute to be binary. And I love this hoodie. I feel so, so good in it. But I changed. I changed my hoodie. I put on a different one that's just a general like generic gray Nike hoodie because I was afraid that my first impression stepping into this class is they were going to read this shirt and be completely put off and clocking me as as trans um you know very you know obviously clocking me as trans and that shifting people's perception of me and I just didn't want my first day in person in this group to be me fighting to be seen as me but at the same time like that visibility and acceptance is what I'm like really craving the ability to step in this place and not have to second guess my appearance or my outfit. So I think this is gonna be a really interesting and exciting journey. I think it's gonna be an uncomfortable one in a lot of ways, but I'm hoping that there is gonna be growth, that I'll learn a lot about myself and who knows, maybe I'll have like my faith in the people around me restored and I'll learn to feel a little bit more at ease with the journey ahead. My heart is like pounding. I am so excited. So I just finished my first class in my intro to like diesel mechanics and auto body. And so basically the way that this apprenticeship class is set up is I'll have some other online classes, but I'll have a hands-on in-shop class that's basically just gonna go over the basics of diesel mechanics versus automobiles. So I show up to this class I'm the first one there. There's a girl in the class, which was really exciting. That alone was like, I think just like super cool and, and reassuring that that was my fear. There was just going to be a bunch of these like super macho, like bro dudes. But no, it's like, so me and this girl were the first ones there. We hang out for a bit. She doesn't talk very much. Um, and I try not to push it, but you know, we get our temperature shaken by the instructor. He's walking around the shop, checking on a couple of things. I think just like having her there instantly just like calmed me. Then I had to tell my instructor my name and I've decided to go by Michael during this class. When I registered for classes, you know, from the very beginning, I decided that's the name I'm going to use. So I said it to him. You saw him kind of struggle with it, trying to put it together and like match the name that he heard with the person he saw in front of him. But he did it. He like he got there. I think he even shortened it to Mike, uh, which is fine. <laughs> but um, so overall, that went pretty cool. You know, there are two other guys in the class so far. One of them doesn't stop talking. The other one barely said a word, which is, you know, chill. It was just so exciting to like to be there and to be learning and to hear about 
this is what I'm going to do for the next 16, 18 weeks. This is what I'm going to be learning about. This is going to be hands on. You know, I'm going to have a job that's reinforcing the things that I'm learning in class. And here's where it's going to go. Um, Not only the class, but the industry that I am, you know, taking some steps into. So I just, I don't know, I walked out of class and I was just so excited and like I feel my heart pumping just boom 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 boom. um you know and I'm stoked one thing is that classroom is so cold and I don't know if it's it sounds like they've got to keep fans on for ventilation for like covid reasons like keep airflow moving no stagnant air I was unprepared for that so I'm sitting there and I'm like trying not to show how (laughs) how cold I am so I know I've got to like come back tomorrow better prepared ready to go but i know what to expect i'm super excited and yeah i'm ready to get into it this podcast is brought to you by iron workers local 378 they've been building america for over 100 years women and men who have experienced or an interest in welding rebar structural steel or green technology are encouraged to join this proud and storied organization Become a union iron worker and earn top wages and receive benefits that take care of you and your family, now and for the future. They're particularly interested in certified structural welders and experienced rebar installers. And of course, entry-level people are always welcomed. They have a women's only pre-apprenticeship program. Contact them today if you're interested in being an iron worker. Check them out at ironworkers378.org or universityofiron.org. Don't waste any more time. Start a career in ironworking today. I wanted to touch on your identity preference around your name Mm. and how that's come up and where we are today on that. (laughs) 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 Because there's been some, some deep, I think some deep thinking about how you're identifying by name and what name and when to choose that name. Mm-hmm. And how's that working? Tell us about that. So I, in most of my personal circles, go by Aaron, you know, my legal name. But I've found, I think one of the lessons, I guess, that I've learned in my past roles is that the spelling of my name, which I love, I picked it, I love that spelling, but people, A, they give it a really unfortunate mispronunciation. Hmm, too bad. <laughs> or more often read it and automatically read me as as female or a woman which is just not who I am you know and it doesn't sit right it doesn't feel comfortable and so as I was going into this industry I really had to think about how am I going to navigate this piece of my identity because it's going to be the first thing that they see and that they question and that I'm gonna have to reconcile with and so I really went back and forth of do I go in you know do I have some sort of responsibility to go in and stand firmly planted in like you know this is my name and I use they them pronouns and you're just gonna have to deal with it and I thought about that and there's you know there's something that's appealing to that but at the same time need a job and need the opportunities and need to be (laughs) to some degree to be taken seriously and I didn't unfortunately just don't feel that the industry and the programs that I'm in and the people that I'm interacting with are 
at the place where that's gonna happen and where, or where I would like feel comfortable enough defending myself or pushing through it. And so there was a part of me that decided I'm gonna go by like this variation of my middle name, which I also really appreciate. And I like the softer, but like more grounded and confident side of me that just felt a little bit safer to like go into these spaces with. There's a part of it where I've had to kind of like give up my true identity as like this very like non-binary and very fluid and influx, you know, person as far as how I present and have had to have had to present as very masculine or have felt I had to present as very masculine. So Michael was a way to kind of like a name and I guess a persona that I was able to put on and walk into these spaces and still feel like very comfortable and confident and secure and grounded in myself. And then as I walk out, can take it off and I can go and be me and whoever I want outside of those spaces mm -hmm. if I want to. And so having this, you know, this identity that I felt like I could put on and take off at the end of the day was just how I decided I was gonna go through that. And so we have Michael and so far so good. <laughs> yeah, so you, so, so Michael goes into the classroom mm -hmm. and in this case, the classroom is a, a giant warehouse full of auto mechanic machinery and, and diesel equipment. Michael's in the class, Michael takes class. And then when you walk out that door, Michael stays, mm -hmm. and then Aaron gets into their car and goes home. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and that's, it sounds like a lot of emotional maneuvering. Mm -hmm. So how long can you do that for? <laughs> I guess that's part of the question, you know, is finding out how sustainable does this feel. So far, it almost feels freeing in a way okay. and that I don't have to whatever <laughs> I experience in the day somehow just like that switch of you know that literal switch that I get to flip just somehow makes it easier to to set those things aside and go home and and live the rest of my life and I think that part of where I, I think I got that from was in talking to someone who who is a um a trans man is a diesel mechanic um and isn't out at work, which I found astounding. It's very, like I would read him as, as it's his male, um, but goes by a name that, that no longer fits him. And everyone there uses she, her pronouns. And he was like, you know, I asked him about that. And I was like, you know, what is, what is that like? And why are you doing that? And his reasoning was, you know, at the end of the day, whatever they they're going to have their opinions they're going to think and feel and treat him however it is that they decide to treat him he's just there to do a job and go home and so he has found a way to be able to just shed that and leave it behind i did not want to go through it the same way that he did so i guess i just kind of flipped it you know i'm gonna walk in presenting as as masculine as possible and hope that it works out well enough and then i can just you know take it off when I go back home. I just don't feel that they're, like of all the places that I've been to, you know, they've had a hard enough time with, you know, really with even reading me as male um, and getting folks on board with, you know, he, him pronouns for me in the time that I'm there, um, explaining non-binary to people. And actually there are more than two genders, just didn't feel like a conversation that was gonna go well or, or get us anywhere. So, um, 
so yeah, having that very, you know, masculine Michael, he, him, I'm here to like hit things with a wrench and, <laughs> and go home, um, right. seems to, to work out. Thank you, Aaron, for all of the time you invested into this project. Coming up in part two, Aaron gets really excited about heavy-duty insoles and explores the pitfalls of imposter syndrome. Be sure to subscribe so you can hear part two. This show is produced by me, Alicia Crawford, and original music by Eric Corson. And special thanks to Francis Maddie, my social media maven. Follow us at Thick Skin Podcast, hashtag Women Trades Podcast. That's women with an X. And extra huge thank yous go out to all of the donors who make this show possible, especially the Crawford Family Trust. Thanks for listening to Thick Skin.